Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not safe for work podcast. We are teachers at the end of our ropes and really the end of our weeks, end of our weeks, end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we're going to be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by a bunch of really special patrons who support us at Patreon. That's right. For as little as $5 a month, you can join and be one of our patrons. You get access to over a hundred different pieces of audio comment content, new things on there each month. There is also lots of stuff going on on our Facebook page. We're going to have some watch parties coming up soon. So come join the Patreon and you also get your name read off at the beginning like these beautiful people. Big thank you to Jessica C, Inga, Kaylee, Terry J, Tracy B, Miss Wonder Stats, Quentin P, Ekebex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Helena C, Aaron B, Seraphine, S, Texas Teacher Kristen, James Nally J, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jin Jeannie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Jessica A, Swift Lev Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Michael M, Aldrich T, The Scorpionita, Britt M, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsha M, Christina B, Jason F, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Mary E, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah N. Thank you guys so, so so, so much for supporting us. I love all of you. Patreon patrons, mwah, you're the best. So, my other friends who are out there listening, if you get a chance, find somebody you know and just tell them about the podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, well, then why are you still listening? Bye. Anyway, I'd also like to thank our one other sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, or you are supposed to be like doing a play after school, but you only teach history, well, go to Lud Lamb Dramatics. They have some of the best educational theater resources for theater teachers out there. So everyone out there, LudLambDramatics.com. Join them and do it now. All right, folks, we are on episode 191. We are so close to episode 200. I'm going to start working on a plan for a party now instead of waiting until school starts going, hey, shit, guys, we got a new episode coming. But it's going to be great. I hope you guys enjoy this one. We had a great time recording it. Love y'all. Welcome back. sexual uh, harassment training or whatever else because every now and then someone comes in like man fuck this place and I was like hey 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 it's like one of the forbidden words in the training like I haven't done my training yet like, I did all I did 13 other ones but we left that one out I was like come on she was like you gotta give me some space I was like that's the one you really need to do because we work with 16, 17, 18 and 19 year olds like, that's all we hear about fuck <laughs> And welcome to Teach Me to Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and with me today I am joined by Count Chocolate. We are counting down the days, but I'm glad to be here. What's up, everybody? And across from me, Wayne Kerr. Uh, sorry, it's awkward. I'm trying to figure out how to clear my browser history. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. Well, folks, we're back. It's the middle of summer, dead smack in in the middle, and I gotta say, we need a lot more summer. Oh, We're yeah. not ready. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Count before we started, and he's an admin because he's a counselor, and he starts next Monday. There's still, like, for me, at least a month before That's kids bullshit. get back on campus. Or even a month before teachers start going back for professional development. I go and back at the end of this month. It's bullshit. I got two, I got two weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, just not ready. Not ready for that, because 
honestly, this last year, this last yeah. month, I mean, honestly, yeah. the last year, like yeah. six months of summer, it's been a dumpster fire. It's been yeah. crisis to crisis to crisis. And going into summer, it's just like, okay, at home, how, what's this? Oh, what's this problem? Oh, this, this, this. And one thing after another. I'm like, okay, I need some time where it's, everything's just good. Even just give me like 48 hours. Just give me 48 hours. Everything's just chill and I'm not thinking about work. I can just feel love for my friends and mm-hmm. rest. And But no. Not at all. <laughs> you have to work. Not at all. You have to go be teachers. So I don't know. Let's think of something positive. You know, 4th of July, it's been a, I had a good one. Last year, this year, I got to hang out with my son, my best friend, his girlfriend. Went to Colorado. We saw Grateful Dead a couple times. We had a blast. And it, it's been nice. And now I'm just getting ready for school and going, oh shit, well I still haven't trimmed my hedges since the beginning of summer and after this hundred and who knows what the heat streak's been, my backyard's fairly dead because I don't want to waste water on it because what's the point? I'm keeping it alive and I can't go outside and stand on it because, you know, it's 115 degrees so (laughs) I apologize to the neighbors but, you know but, you know, it's mowed. It's dead. Yeah. But it's yeah. mowed. It is the shortest yellow grass you will see. <laughs> on the whole block, baby. Uh, but yeah, it's trimmed, really. so it's not like wild stuff. But what's going on with you? How was your 4th of July? Count, I know you had a beating of the summer, too. We've been talking about that as well. But what, what was your 4th of July? Tell you, me something happy. You know what? The 4th was the highlight of my summer. Uh, we took a trip, the whole family, the Countess and the Chocolate Drops. We went to... Washington, D.C. So we spent the evening of the 4th on top of a parking garage <laughs> watching fireworks over the Capitol building oh, fun. and nice. other historic oh. landmarks. Um, it was great. Uh, it was extremely hot every day. It felt <laughs> like Texas. I figured it wouldn't feel like Texas because it was more than a thousand miles away, but it felt like Texas and the concrete was just as hot. <laughs> and yeah. the humidity was worse. So I could say it was, if, if Texas was hell, this was like Satan's armpit. <laughs> but it was enjoyable. There were a lot of colors, a lot of food. I moved a lot. We walked a lot. I, you know, multiple outfit changes. Because when you sweat through everything in 16 minutes, yeah, it's great. But all the museums are free. Yeah. Um, you just reserve a time and you show up and walk through there and take a ton of pictures and it, it was a good experience. So my fourth was the highlight of this. It, it's the best Fourth of July I've had in, we'll say, a decade. So Count was thrilled. It's good to have an oasis like that. Now, mm-hmm. We escaped to Indiana for one week for a convention, and I gotta say, I've never been someone's like, gee, I want to go to Indianapolis. Nothing against it. You know what? It was a lovely town. They had like chili. You could get chili on just about anything. Wow. I mean, yeah. So I mean, that's something they got going. But the weather was fucking amazing. I was like, okay, this is good. I can, I can. You know what? I'm not a huge chili person, but if I get to eat it in this kind of weather, all right, that's nice. So that was a good. I've had a break from the heat, and honestly, this last week I've just been inside putting out fires left and right. So mm-hmm. I haven't even noticed the outside. Wayne. What about you? Did you have a good fourth? I know you went traveling with your family. Yeah, uh, fourth just happened to land in the middle of our hikeathon, and um, it was awesome. We went to five different states in eight days, but we spent Fourth of July on the strip in Vegas. Nice. So, in which case, seeing like two different hotels launching off fireworks basically at the same time, they still like coordinated, but it was still like something that my kids will never forget. I hope because if they do, I will just majorly remind them of how long. (laughs) trip we made to do that so in which case yeah we had a lot of fun a lot of outside 
had a great time, and uh, it's very memorable. So yeah. Now I saw the pictures, man. I, I love national parks. I love oh, yeah. those big desert forms. And mm-hmm. stuff. It's so amazing. And yeah. so the caverns. Ooh. Oh yeah. I, I could always do more of that. I managed to get some of that in as well. I imagine Vegas just having a great drone show. And I saw pictures. I don't know if they had it for Fourth of July. That new dome building that lights mm-hmm. up, where it looks just like I either eyeball or yes. whatever they want to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's just magnificent. It's like this is a designer's dream. You yes, have it a is. perfect LED like half sphere. You yes. can, have you seen that, Bunny? No, I was I was gonna say um, for the fourth. There was a, the city that I live in had a big drone show. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because it would give away where you are. <laughs> exactly where mm-hmm. I live. But um, I was, I was skeptical because I love fireworks. I know they're problematic, but I was skeptical. I was like, mm, drone show. Mm. It was actually really cool. Like, we could see part of it, we could see, like, the top half of it from my driveway without having to leave or take foo-foo out or anything, and it was really neat. Like, it, it, the stuff moved and was a lot smoother than I thought it was going to be. Like, some of the, the shapes, you know, would, like, there was a big eagle at one point that flapped its wings, and it was... it was. I was impressed. Like I love. I love me some fireworks, but the drone show was pretty cool. Oh wow! Yeah. Now I. I wouldn't. I love fireworks. I don't like paying for them because yeah. I get excited and like yeah. I'm gonna blow this up and I'm literally just blowing up my money. Yes. For <laughs> shit on the side of the road and it's exciting for like forty seconds. Boom! Like oh, that and, was eight oh, bucks. Yep. <laughs> All right. What is it? What is it? Apu from The Simpsons had a line about like. What better way to celebrate the birth of your country than by blowing up a small part of it? It is days of Oh, yes, yes. When the teacher's leaving, it's like remember on the bicentennial. Yeah. Did we do a dazed? We did do a dazed and confused watch party, but there were issues. I remember. I missed half of it. I had a friend in while we were watching that, and yeah, it was just. That was more like you know we have to do this again. Everything works. Whatever. We're gonna do it. And so we'll do another watch party. Yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> so do that. So join the Patreon. See you next week. <laughs> yes. And we'll do Days to Confused again. Why not? Let's do it. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start with our first from the Reddits. And this is a little different. It's posted by user Mary of Hawkstown. And... Oh, she's the mayor of Pop. No, Mary of Hawkstown. Whatever. Good for you. Okay, we'll figure it out. And the title is New Pre-K Teacher. Help being mentally ill. Please, please, please tell me your tips, coping skills, and stories, especially if you are neurodivergent. I want to be the best person I can be to these little people. But as it inflicted my mother, also a teacher with bipolar and delusions, I am terrified of the damage I could do because she was my role model. Thought all teachers should have been like her, the silly, cool one. Some of the kids loved her truly because she was kind. Some laughed at her for obviously not being all there. But now I see the reality of the damage your favorite teachers could do or have done by pretending the kids are your best friends. I've gotten so many traits that remind me of my brother and I, 22, am scared. I just want to be a good teacher, yet loving authority figure for all the kids that make my life worth living. Help me by sharing if you are willing. Thank you. Or if you know any good online classes for behavior as a teacher. So, there's there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, let's start with a, a really easy one. Without diving into neurodivergence, just let's, let's talk about legacy. Um, you're not your mom. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you were raised in a completely different set of circumstances, at least so many years later. Different environment. Even if your mom was unwell and you might have the same neurodivergent, that doesn't necessarily make you unwell. And how you handle it is what makes you different from your mom. And so that's... I don't want to say it's on you, but this sounds like something that a good therapist and psychiatrist and doctor can help you with, or a counselor. Because none of us, I mean, some of us want to end up like our parents, but usually at some point we're like, yeah, yeah there's, there's things we don't want to repeat. I think everyone at the table just kind of looked down and had a sigh, like, yeah. They're, they're the good things, like, it's, it's a matter, it's like, it's a buffet line. You want to go through and, like, pick out the things that you inherited from your parents that you respect, and then just, you know... Leave the other things. The weird crusty-looking yes. meat behind. Yes, <laughs> you don't need to touch like the weird salmon that's been on yeah. the buffet all day long. Exactly. It's not good. It wasn't good then. It's not no, good now. No. But I think that's a great way to look at it. But just because your mom probably it sounds like she left some effects on you doesn't mean that's going to be you. And you have the benefit of learning that this is not a positive thing that she had done or whatever she had done. Mm-hmm. So you know, learn from it. Mr. Wayne Kerr. I mean, I would also say that the simple fact that you're looking at it as, uh, like, how am I going to be this role model? That means that you're actually doing the whole self-reflection thing and figuring out, I want to make certain that I don't do this. So I think you're on the right path in that regard of saying, okay, this is what I don't want to do. So find out what you do want to do. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's excellent. And as far as, you know, if you are bipolar or if you are whatever, and if it's something that could be an issue, make sure that the people who need to know, know, and make sure you have supplies of whatever meds you might need. And you might even, if it's a nurse you trust or someone an admin in the office, like, hey, I have this issue. If this med isn't met or if I need to get something, please be understanding. And just due to our laws, they're not supposed to tell everyone else in the school about it. You should be safe in that situation. And believe it or not, kids are not the only ones who can get accommodations. If you are an adult and you have something, an issue, um, they are required by law to make modifications for you, especially things like mental health or health, not even just physical handicaps. I I can speak to that personally. Um, I had a situation at one point where I was having panic attacks at school and I was able to get documentation from my doctor that I was you know, under medical care for a certain condition. And when it happened, um, I was, she was able to recommend that I be allowed to, you know, have certain accommodations when that happened. And it, even for me, just having that in place, I only had to use it a few times, but just having it there was like a security blanket for me. Like, okay, you know, if something happens, I'm going to be okay, and they can't, like, punish me for using this accommodation. It's legally protected. Like, they can't, you know, write me up or, like, say that it's a, you know, failing. It's a it's a medical condition. Like, me- mental health is a medical condition, just like, yes. you know, diabetes or a broken leg or anything else. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's, you can get accommodations, and sometimes having that in place is a great like mental security thing just knowing that it's there even if you don't have to use it often to make it a a very very uncouth it's like you know what i might need to go to the bathroom i'm glad to know there's a bathroom somewhere within reach Mm because if i have to use even if i don't need to know it's there but just knowing that it's down the hallway and i can get there if i need to that 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 makes it a huge difference yes yeah um 
I think one of the things you mentioned just a little bit earlier was that, or nope, let's nix all that. <clears throat> one of the best <laughs> things. Yeah. One of the best things that I have to remind myself of um, as an educator is the primary source or reason of why I decided to be an educator. I wanted to impact the lives of the students that came through my classroom, the ones that I see in the hallways, the ones that are willing to listen and hear what I have to say, and the ones who need someone to talk to. And that doesn't change whether the student is four years old in pre-K or if uh, they're in a threes class or if they're a senior in high school. Um, And I think a lot of the um, aspects of why we do what we do comes from some of the best educators that we had our eyes on as children and young adults and some of the ones who we felt needed had a lot of room for improvement and showed us how we may not want to conduct ourselves or handle our own classroom. Mm -hmm. So take those lessons, the ones that you remember, whether it be from mom or from other teachers that you had who really supported you, and allow that to help shape the way you um, facilitate and run your classroom and the types of relationships that you form with your students. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's excellent. But I mean, it can be tricky, and honestly, this is something you don't want to wait till the last minute. I do know that the younger the students are, the less empathy they have and the less ability they have to see when maybe they're going too far or going too wild or teachers Absolutely. losing their shit. Yeah. And like middle schoolers and high schoolers can see that and sometimes at some point a switch will feel like, oh, we went too far. Mm-hmm. Pre-K kids don't have that. No. When they're going nuts or having fun, they're going to keep going nuts and having fun even if you're pulling out your hair or going crazy. And so if you're worried about just anxiety or about just something kicking where you feel overpressured or it's just a overly stimulating environment, this is something you should address pretty much as soon as you can with your staff. It just, it'd be a better experience for everyone just to know, hey, this is what's going on. Let's make sure we have everything ready. Yeah. Yes, and as far as classroom management stuff, my, my two tips would be, I mean, I can't give like direct specific feedback because Pre-K is very different than middle school in a lot of ways. Some ways they're real similar, but in a lot in a lot of ways they're different. Um, YouTube actually, I have found some really good like classroom management advice, like a couple of teachers on YouTube. So like, look through, find something that resonates with you, and you know, look and see what you can find out there because you are not the only or first person. To be dealing with this and sometimes that's a helpful thing to remember as well is just that you're not you're not the first you won't be the last like it, everybody looks at their classes and goes dear god what do i do about this you know <laughs> um and the other thing is just look to similarly look to other teachers on your campus whose style you like like oh you know the, her class always seems like you know they're pretty chill or that she's got a good vibe with them and you know watch and learn from them you if you're worried about you know bad habits that you picked up from your mom or traits from that you can you can learn and you can 
grab buffet line from other, <laughs> other people as well. A hundred percent that, because when it comes to watching teachers, and I think I learned the most my first year by seeing the way other people handle that. See, oh, wow, that teacher is able to do this, this, and this, and oh, this teacher has no control whatsoever of a situation. Yeah. It's the same thing where you can kind of pick and choose what to take and what not to take home from it. And I think that's really, really important. But don't be scared. Well, every teacher is going to be scared. And <laughs> I, I feel like this is almost mean to say, but you'd be stupid if you weren't yeah. right? for your first year. That means you have common sense. You know you're getting into something, but you will learn. Yeah. And there will be good days and there will be crazy days probably all in that first yeah. week. So just grin, bear it. Make sure you have a good support system on the outside. Yes. Make sure you got someplace outside of work, whether it's home, family, partner, anything. Just to gym. And not Jack Daniels. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously. I think it's okay in small doses. Yes. But you know. <laughs> The, the fact that you care enough to even be thinking about it and asking, yes. you know, shows that you are conscientious and that you want to do right by your students. So I think that's a good start. Yeah. So Mary of Hawkstown, you got this. Yes. Get it, girl. All right, guys. Guess what? What? We have a Patreon. I what? like it. Shut the Love front door the fuck up. That's right. <laughs> we have a Patreon for as little as five dollars a month. You can sign on, get access to all kinds of extra bonus things. Now that summer's wrapping up, there's gonna be a lot more content. We have movie watch parties. We have a great Facebook group where you can chat with other people. It's a lot more busy in the school because right now it's summer. And honestly, do any of you guys really want to think who is listening to this during summer? Are you on a Road trip? Are you on the way to PD? Are are you just in love with luscious voice, and so you listen all the time? That too. I mean, well, you get to hear more if you join the Patreon. So do it now! All right, friends. For for that's right. No, I just saw this. Oh God. And okay. So, my friends, for our Would You Rather, it's an animal one. So, oh. Buddy might love this. Oh, okay. There is no sex involved. Well, there could whoa, be. whoa. Okay. There okay. is no inferred sexual things from the cards. Just, but we'll see how Wayne feels. Yeah, I was about to say. Would you rather raise a business of ferrets as your children? Mm. I'm assuming a business is a large group of like ferrets. The, I've never heard like of a business. Isn't like a burger of crows or something? Yeah, yeah like a flock of ferrets. Yeah, or a, a horde of Karens. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> or, so, would you raise a business of ferrets as your children, or run a small business, but all your employees are talking swans? <laughs> so, once again, would you rather raise a business of ferrets as your children, or run a small business, but all your employees are talking swans? So, my off-the-cuff, just... First reaction to this. I had a friend in college who, she had a history of pets that died. But she kept getting pets. Like, she had a snake, she had a ferret. You might remember this person. And at some point, the ferret got into a wall and then got stuck. But before it, like, it lived for a while. Because you could hear it in this shitty little apartment wall. Like, it smelled. But at some point, it finally did die. And they had to get the... And I was like, you know, ferrets are kind of stinky. I'm sure there are lovely parrot, <laughs> ferret owners, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to call people freaks or different, but, you know, yeah. get a fish, get a dog, get a cat. Don't deal with ferrets. And having ferrets as children, I mean, I get the fur babies to some extent, but <laughs> you don't want to have fur ferret kids. 
Mm-hmm. And talking swans, here you go. If you swans are vicious, mm-hmm. and if you have employees who like are on their shit, like you need them to defend you and your company, yes. some talking swans, <laughs> no one's gonna fuck with a swan. Oh, you can see him gesturing. <laughs> now, like I could see for like if it's like a packing and shipping thing, the wings are a problem. <laughs> but maybe like private security firm with talking swans. Fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got my next million. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of the classroom. Me and Nellis is swan security. Yes. I just gotta train those motherfuckers. <laughs> Who's got the bread? Right. Oh, so you guys. So, uh, what are you gonna take? I. I feel like the swans could turn on me. Yes. <laughs> but then my other question was: they're, they they talk, but. Are they speaking like English or are they like honky? Like, so okay. Is it like a parrot? My guess. Like, Fuck I, you out. I was gonna. I was gonna go with the business of ferrets. Um, raise them as my children, though. Oh. Just, as long as you don't do the shared. What's it called? The shared sleep. The sleep, sleeping. Oh, the oh no, with ferrets. No, no. no, they can have their own room and everything. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I I gotta go with the business of ferrets just because I. Swans don't do it for me. I, <laughs> yeah, I, that's it. I, I don't have a really good explanation. I'm sorry. All right, Wayne. It's got to be the business of swans. And instead of security, I'm going to have them in charge of customer service. So, <laughs> there you go. As they in like, phones. Yeah, as in like, they answer the phones. And that's it. Like, what? That's it. <laughs> I mean, everybody already hates customer service anyway. Your review because rating is going to be terrible. Now it's just going to be. <laughs> I imagine like, it's amazing. Mr. Elvis, we need to, this is too much. Go talk to the swan. No, I'd rather not. I'm sorry. Take your case to the swan. The swan board will put you on. It's just like a small 8x8 eight eight room with two swans in it. I go there and tell them. Go see how it goes. Yep. Huh. And it's going to have a really slippery handle. It's not going to be like oh, crush bars. Yeah. If you're in there with the swans, you're going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I got plans. Uh, <laughs> what a question. Oh. Bunny, you? Um, I, I, I have concerns about the swans as a <laughs> Yes. Because, like, if, depending on what kind of business it is, the talking is the only thing they're going to be able to do because they still just have the wings and the feet, and wow. they're not going to be able to, like, help pack things or, no. or write no. stuff down, or data entry is going to be a mess. So, mm. like, I just don't see how they would bring a benefit to the business. The private security thing did give me pause. That could be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but um, otherwise, I think I would be able to con- to carry on with my normal life um, more with the ferrets. I, nobody said I had to be a good Parents. Yeah. <laughs> Kids like, in your cage. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. You should cage them. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. The shorter lifespan. I mean. I mean, we do. We do. I mean, put our child in. You know, a crib or a pack and play, and that's essentially you it's know a, baby box. a containment unit of sorts. So. I mean, just get a lot of PVC pipe and just throw it into your house, and it's fine. You know, if you put them in a pack and play, <laughs> put a lid. It could be Schrodinger's pack and play. <laughs> and you know what? How are your kids? The parents? <laughs> Who knows? Great. They've been quiet. But you never know. I mean, just insert the food through a tube. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I'd like to thank my host over here today, Mr. Count Chocolate. Thank you for joining us. The chocolate one is excited to be here. Thank you for having me, sir. And Mr. Wenker, it was a pleasure having you in your scent. 
Damage. <laughs> damn these digital footprints, my goddamn. It doesn't smell bad. It's just you mean. We know it's you. All right, and buddy, you are wonderful. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, sweetie. It was a pleasure as always. I've been I've been looking forward to this all week. All right. All right, my friends. Deep breaths, deep drinks, cheers! Maybe. All right, friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. We'll have new episodes every Wednesday, much more substantially, substantially, you know, words, when the school year starts in just, oh my God, I don't even want to talk about that. But when school starts, these will be back on in the regular. I'm glad you guys got to be here. I'm glad I got to see my friends. I'd like to thank all of my Patreons for supporting us and keeping us going. Patrons, I love you. If you guys are interested in getting joining the podcast or the Patreon, join it on Patreon. My God, this hasn't made much sense. I'd re-record it, but it's summer. So join the Patreon, shop at Love Lamb Dramatics, tell other people about the show, and thanks for listening, guys. I love all of you. You guys really, things are turning around a little bit. Mwah. <laughs>